This episode is sponsored by Wake Global. Wake Global is the authority and go-to resource for effective and creative data-driven marketing across all channels and platforms, providing insight, ideas, and innovation from start to finish. Google Wake Global spells W-E-Y-K for marketing boot camps, workshops, and professional services. Why is it important to express an interest in my team members' well-being and career development? How can I show I'm committed to my employees' success? What can I do to promote a better work-life balance for my employees? Imagine Caroline's Claytown, a small business which manufactures and sells ceramics to boutiques around the world. Caroline has just hired her first employees, and she's fired up. She's been responsible for everything and having people help her with sales. Inventory and bookkeeping will give her more time to get new designs in the kiln. Since Claytown is a busy place, Caroline has hired people she knows will work hard. She also knows that her employees have personal lives and might need to occasionally handle personal issues during the day. Caroline is new to being a manager and isn't sure how much she should accommodate her team's needs outside of work. But how do most other successful managers deal with their team's personal and professional issues? Managers generally need to ensure that employees are productive team members. This often means being mindful of professional and personal issues. Professionally, it's important to identify chances for your employees to grow, help them develop new skills, and offer them feedback. This can help them move forward in their careers while also allowing them to contribute to the larger team. It is also valuable to show your team that you care about their personal well-being. Creating a pleasant work environment, for example, can help people have a positive attitude, which can increase their productivity. When you're looking to help your team members grow, it can help to have one-on-one meetings with each person. That way you can address each person's unique needs. During these meetings, you can use the GROW method to make them productive. Developed in the United Kingdom, it separates questions you can ask your team members into four categories. Goal, reality, options, and will. For goal questions, ask your employee what they want to achieve with their career. Where do they see themselves in one, five, or 10 years? What interests and motivates them? What is their dream role? You can also help the employee think about the reality of their current role. What do they find rewarding, frustrating, and challenging in their job right now? What feedback have they received about their strengths and weaknesses? Next, focus on the options that the individual has to turn their goals into their reality. What can they do to develop the skills needed to reach their goals? What projects, challenges, and experiences could they pursue? To help make these theoretical actions doable, come up with some steps that your employee will do. Set deadlines for developing the skills they need. Ask them what resources would be useful and how you can provide support. Tip. Grow covers big questions, so have people think about the topics beforehand. Also, meet at least once a quarter to help people stay focused on their goals. If someone's just starting out or up for a promotion, you can meet more often. It's all about what's right for the individual. On the personal side, it's easy to say you care about your team, but the actions that prove you care require emotional intelligence, empathy, and compassion. 
Emotional intelligence is the ability to recognize someone's feelings and adjust your behavior as a result. At work, it can help you understand if a team member is happy, upset, or frustrated and decide how best to talk to them. Empathy, meanwhile, is when you're able to see another person's point of view. It's like you're crawling inside their emotional center to understand what's going on inside their head from their perspective. This differs from compassion, which is a desire to help people feel better when something is wrong. So while empathy can help you relate to a person's issues, compassion can help you work with them to find solutions. In fact, compassion can help a manager from burning out. It can be stressful to see other people's problems through their eyes all the time, but it can be empowering to feel like you're taking action for that person. While compassion is important, it doesn't come naturally to everyone. Fortunately, you can develop this ability and put to use your desire to help. Let's say a team member who has always finished projects early is suddenly struggling with deadlines. Don't just write them off or assume you have a solution. The compassionate move is to meet privately and ask how you can help. Another good way to develop compassion is to be genuinely curious about the other people on your team. Look for the things you have in common with them and take an interest in what makes them different. Sometimes re compassion requires boundaries. Have spaces where people can go to handle personal issues. This gives people privacy, makes public workspaces more productive, and keeps you from having to be an emotional sponge. Lastly, lead by example. Compassion is contagious. Encourage people to cooperate instead of compete with each other. This will foster a productive environment with fewer interpersonal issues. Let's get back to Caroline at Claytown. It's her busy season, and she's up to her elbows in wet modeling material and potential personal issues. Her bookkeeper, Bertha, has been working really hard to the point of almost exhausting herself. Caroline appreciates that Bertha's been putting so much energy into work, but she also knows that Bertha's on the verge of breakdown. It'd probably be smart for Caroline to schedule a one-on-one -on -one meeting with Bertha. That way, Caroline can work with Bertha to help her manage her work and regain some personal time. She can also suggest that Bertha try the one simple thing practice. In one simple thing, a person creates one non-work goal for themselves. The goal should make a measurable impact on their well-being, like leaving work early once a week for some personal time or not reading emails on the weekends. A person's one simple thing should be treated like a professional goal, so Caroline should hold Bertha accountable to the goal she set. She should also encourage Bertha to share her goal with others who can help her stay focused. Over time, Caroline should keep checking in to make sure Bertha's sticking to her one simple thing. Hopefully, this can help Bertha improve her work-life balance and stay productive in the long run, which benefits everybody. Do this now. Preparing for career development conversations in advance can help you make meetings meaningful. Picture a team member you'd like to meet with, and let's list out the info you'll need to be prepared. If you're participating in this course, go to the next section to access your self-assessment. Key takeaways. One, managers often do their best when they demonstrate that they care for their team's personal and professional well-being. Two, sitting down for one-on-one -on -one conversations about your team members' career develop can help keep them motivated and moving towards their goals. Three, helping your team members stick to one personal non-work goal can help them achieve a better work-life balance.
This episode is sponsored by Wake Global. Wake Global is the authority and go-to resource for effective and creative data-driven marketing across all channels and platforms, providing insight, ideas, and innovation from start to finish. Google Wake Global, spells W-E-Y-K, for marketing boot camps, workshops, and professional services.